0: make salon and i have a very special guest i do not say yes to a lot of shows these days and when i was invited on to justin williams show the hidden gateway i peeked in i liked what i saw i liked the way he approached me it was very humanistic it was very organic and uh, had a real vibe to it And so I started listening. I very much enjoy the content that is coming out from Justin. And then at this point, Justin has a new book called In the Eye of the Father. I have it. I have not dug into it, but I did do a brief overlook. And I am quite excited to get into that. But until then, I actually have Justin in-house. And so I want to welcome on one of the great voices out there right now, really just shaking it, and I find that you are doing some incredible, much-needed work. Welcome, Justin.
1: Oh, niece, thank you so much. You're you're so kind. We, we had such a great time. On the Hidden Gateway podcast uh, several weeks ago, uh, you're such a wonderful person. You're such a wonderful guest, and it's just been a great pleasure to uh, to get to know you. You're, you're such a real person, and um, uh, you and I vibe so well. And just thank you so much for having me on the Cosmic Salon. This is a this is such a treat for me today.
0: I appreciate this. I, I had one of the best conversations with you. It just was so deep. You get right there. You go right there. That's what makes it easy when you're trying to talk to people in these times. And these times we are in are significant. These are the times we were on board for. This is a very important time to be conscious, to be lucid. And as we were talking about earlier, putting on the full armor. And for a lot of people that may have a a kickback to that, for whatever reason, first of all, that's inner work. If you get into the idea of what the full armor is and you look at the world outside and the darkness about us, there's very, very nefarious things going on. And the point is to look at those things, to understand those things and to apply the tools that we have been given that we have, and that through the source energy, and we may call that God, we start to apply these tools that we were given. This is a a psychic awareness. This is a spiritual awareness. This is an emotional awareness. This is time to step up and look at the field and say, okay, I'm I'm here, here, I'm I'm ready, and 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 I'm I'm going to play and instead of backing down instead of putting your head in the sand instead of pretending that the things that are happening are not happening when we look at the world around us we can look at the great changes happening in the weather and i behoove everyone to get outside of your local weather look around the world we look at the animals and the insects things are unprecedented that are happening right now on the planet all over in the water underground in the air it's just amazing and then we can talk about our fellow humans there's a big change afoot and i am starting to see the separation everywhere now and it's concerning me so justin and i are going to dig into this so just to get it started how are you justin
1: i'm i'm great. I, I really am. I've been waiting and looking forward to speaking with you. So connecting with you today has, has made my day that much better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excellent. That That's what I say each and every time someone asks me how I'm doing, whether it be um, at work, at the store, wherever I'm going, I am excellent. I definitely try my best to keep that, that mindset because I am. And and I say I am because what am I? What are you? What are we all? We, we are the creator's greatest creation, right? And so that's something to be proud of. That's something to, um, always keep in our hearts, knowing that we are here for a reason, as you said, uh, early on, um, it's spiritual warfare, right? Dealing with the evilness of this world. We, we've been called to be here during this time. This is the time for people like you and I to step up, to be brave and to step into our purpose. And, uh, Hey, we're warriors, Nisha, and we, we, we have a job to do.
0: Yes, we do. And, you know, it's funny when you say excellent because I almost added that to, you know, I don't have any script. But when I was thinking about introducing you earlier, your state of excellence was mm. something that was running around my head. So that idea certainly circles you. And this is the power of language and how we use it. You absolutely move into that as a tag on you and as a tag on you that emanates out excellence. And uh this is how we work this power, this kind of, if you want to call it spellcraft of language. And we talked Ooh. about this, you and I, or er, last time we talked about yep. the spellcraft of language. We can make it work for us and we can turn it around and use this same ability to better ourselves and to create emanations around ourselves that push away all of the parasitical stuff, if you will. And so moving into that idea, let's get a little history on you. I w- And, you know, my focus in life is spiritual. That's the main focus. So I appreciate all of the accolades you have through your life. And I've looked at your bio, and I know all this. And your book is A Spiritual Journey. And so I want to look a little bit at that. At what point did you decide to come forward and start – messaging these kinds of conversations and getting into the game at this level. You just came in and went deep right away.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's been a lifetime in the making. Um, you know, when I was, uh, was a kid, uh, my my mother, when I was born, I should say, uh, she had a very difficult labor with me, right? She lost a lot of blood and uh, almost lost her life. And I often think about how my life would have been different if she not, would not have made it. And uh, she told me that story. When I uh, was in middle school and I always had this sense, this feeling within that I was here for a specific reason. I, I didn't know exactly what that was, but I was I was kind of a different kid. Right. And not only that, but I suffered through a lot of trauma at the hands of my of my father. Right. He was a uh, he was a former Marine and uh, he was an alcoholic as well. Now, he was in the Marines in the uh in the early to mid fifties. And during that time, it was obviously much different than it is today. He uh, was a victim of a lot of uh, racist acts in the Marines and uh, he held on and, and those experiences actually built a lot of toxic negative energy in him because it was all new to him. And uh, he actually went to the Marines into the service when he was sixteen. Uh, back then the the rules and laws, et etc, were different. So he was a sixteen year old kid going into the Marines, and he uh, experienced all these horrible things, and that was something that he never got over. And he developed a drinking problem. and uh, to go with that, he he fell out with his own dad uh, back in the uh, the mid mid to late 70s, I believe, they had this horrible fight. His father wound up cutting him on the arm with a knife. And then he had issues with his mom. And then he married my mom and had my brother and I. And uh, he had all these issues, all this pent up anger in him. And unfortunately, that came out on uh, my brother, <clears throat> my mother and I. And uh, I say that to say, you know, as is, is horrific as that may sound, I, I do not regret any of it because, those experiences were necessary for me to do what I do today, right? There were some valuable lessons in that. And I go really deep into that in, in my book, but, um, fast forward to 2014, when I was living in San Diego at the time, I was dealing with, uh, hurdles or trials and tribulations, if you will, in life. And uh, I remember, remember coming home from work one day and I went up to my room and sat on my bed. I was in there all by myself. And, uh, I reached out to God and and I said, I said, Father, I want to know truth. And the very first thing I heard, it was immediate, audible, just like you and I are speaking now. I heard nothing is as it seems, and that just really it, it shocked me to my core. It shook me to my core, I should say. Mm-hmm. First of all, that I that I actually heard it, and second of all, it just it just resonated through my soul, through my entire body. And then I went on this journey of discovery. Of of learning truths, and as I went on this journey, uh, different pathways and information was just presented to me. Where I, I then learned about governments of the world, uh, religions of the world, um, I, I learned about um, different uh, secret societies, etc. And so uh, then I went through this thing of, you know, trying to find where I actually would fit into all that, and that led to me trying different religions. Now, let me tell you, I was a kid that went to church literally four or five times a week. I was raised in the church. My mother is actually to this day a licensed evangelist. Now, I got away from that after I went through trying and, and trying to learn about all these different religions. So I'm not a religious person, definitely spiritual. You know, um, I know that <laughs> won't sit well with a lot of people because especially the Christian crowd, I still to this day have interesting conversations with my mother and other people in my family who are who are self-proclaimed Christians, you know, but again, that's not my path. So I, I go on through this journey of of, of self-discovery and, and discovering what's what's really going on in the world. And fast forward to 2020. I was working at a job at the time and like many other people, I was I was laid off due to the the scandemic that was going on at the time. or still going on, if you will. You know, I'm sitting around the house, and I said, hey, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a meditation. And I had never meditated before. I always was strong in faith with, with prayer, et cetera. But I started uh, doing meditation, specifically a meditation called the Gateway Experience. This was created by a guy by the name of Robert Monroe, and he created what's called the Hemisync process. And for those that do not know, Hemisync is a process that is used to create audio patterns that contain binaural beats. And what it does, it synchronizes the two hemispheres of the brain. And essentially they work together to create a a brain wave form. And that form then creates this laser type focus and helps you explore these uh, expanded states of awareness. And it just helps you go really deep. So you can imagine how that really helps with meditation. And just to give a little backstory on Robert Monroe and the Gateway Experience, this is something that he created uh, in the '70s, and it uh, the word, you know, it, word got out there. And in, in fact, it got out there so far and so much that the U.S. Army uh, heard about what he was doing there at at his uh, facilities, and they sent uh, some of their top military officials as well as scientists there to see what was what was going on. And what they discovered really literally blew their mind. The the U.S. Army then started doing these out-of-body experiences, these meditations, which, which facilitated out-of-body experiences, and then they weaponized it, right? And then they were able to have these out-of-body experiences to the point where they were spying on both the Chinese and the Russians. And the uh, you, you can you can look all this up. It's on the CIA website. Right. The, the documents were declassified about uh, close to about 10 years ago. So the information is out there. This is like the real deal. And this is what I began doing. And I start having these amazing experiences, Niche. these out of body experiences. And during these meditations, I start receiving downloads. Um, I also discovered a lot of gifts that I have as well. And then I was led in August of last year to go skydiving. The spirit spoke and said, you need to go skydiving. And I said, no, I'm not going 25, 20,000 feet up in a plane and not (laughs) me, not happening. No. And I just had this urge to do it. And that urge would not leave. And then, you know, when you have that urge and, you know, it's coming from a divine source you know, you have to be obedient and do it. And so, so I did. I, and I tell you what, that week leading up to my jump was, uh, probably the, one of the most challenging times of my life. I, it was, it was, it was unreal, but I then later learned after that, that it was necessary to further prepare me for the father's plan in my life. And, uh, I did the jump. Uh, I'm continuously having these out of body experiences where I'm going to the astral plane and seeing these different entities and uh then late last year in December I, the spirit spoke again the spirit said you need to start a podcast and again I'm like what start a podcast not happening I shunned it ran away from it and you know because of the traumatic experiences that I had growing up as a kid from my father that caused me to be um a very quiet type person uh, naturally uh, introvert if you will you know he, he my father raised me his mantra was a child is to be seen and not heard he was very controlling I was never able to uh think for myself he called all the shots this big military guy you know and it, it really uh held me back from being creative and being expressive so you know Starting a podcast was the last thing I wanted to do. Like, no way, not happening. But again, the spirit just pushed and pushed and pushed. I didn't understand it. I didn't want to do it. But again, I knew that it was something that I must do, right? So I started the podcast in December of 2020. And it's just been quite the journey. I tell you, Nisha, it's been quite the journey. Um, I've learned so much about myself. I've been able to become a better communicator. But the most important thing, niche, that I've been able to do is bring awareness to to people, to to the masses, right? Um things that I've learned and things that have been revealed to me by the spirit, I have been able to now share that with with the world. and I've had some amazing guests on my show, none better than the than the uh, the lady named Nisha, I'm speaking to today, <laughs> and, uh, it's it's been quite the ride, and I, I just feel so blessed, and I just have so much gratitude in my heart for for what I'm doing, and the the Father has revealed some other things that I'm going to be uh, be starting here soon that that we can definitely get into in a bit, but uh, you know I, I you know it's just uh, I, I would never imagine you know a year and a half two three years ago that. In 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 12 months' time, I I go skydiving, start a podcast, write a book, and be speaking to Niche today.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. And the analogy of the jump, you know, from the high altitude on high and into the unknown, basically, just allowing yourself to free fall, the whole idea of free falling and putting your faith into the process, knowing that you'll be all right is where it all starts and it's given me the chills again thinking about this idea because it's it's a big symbol and that's the language in which we are always trying to navigate symbols you just just jumped, jumped you did it and here you are and it's it's paying off and this is an example for people out there to understand when they're gripped within the idea of fear being paralyzed by fear to not just jump and know that you're going to be all right. That's the thing. It's an internal process. You have to get there. But once you get there, you understand that you're going to be all right.
1: It's such a freedom. It's it's just a state of liberation, right? And that's what that jump allowed me to do. It it allowed me to learn how to control fear. I learned that fear is, is first of all, it's an energy. And, and second of all, it's a bully. And, yes. you know, the father spoke and, you know, he, he said, you know, it I placed the best things in life on the other side of fear. And I've learned that to be true. And I also learned that fear actually fears itself. It fears not being able to make you fear any longer. And once I figured that out, I said, I got this.
0: (laughs) And you do. You (laughs) do have this. (laughs) (laughs) This is the example. And when people need examples, this is what we talk about. Although examples are great, they give us a template to move forward. But the ultimate thing is these are internal processes at work. And that's what makes this so rewarding in the end, because doing the work is what we're here to do. And I think that navigating this territory is an example of doing the work. And we see it every day with people gripped by fear and other emotions. I mean, look at all the major emotions out there that have control of people. We could easily overplay that into um, some of the various scriptures from various religions about different experiences within the material realm that people become addicted to, not just yeah. fear. People are addicted to fear, but people are addicted. Affect- addicted to carnality in a way that's unhealthy and not sacred. Carnality is beautiful if you're approaching it with the sacred mindset to it. Then you elevate it into a, a level that is transcending its bare base component. You are not then a victim to it or a slave to to it you are now in partnership with it you are now honoring it and you are in communion with it
1: yes so well said absolutely
0: and so I I want to look at this for a minute so the Monroe stuff's amazing I Hemi was very powerful in my life as well and I've definitely talked about that there's a lot going on with Monroe and that whole <laughs> whole situation and you know this um, Yes, I want to look at a couple of the obstacles. So when you were young, moving through all this process, what was some of the messaging you were getting internally about yourself as you were moving through the outer world? And why is this relevant? Because it brings you to where you are now.
1: Right. Exactly. It it sure does. So the, the whole thing with my father experiencing that. The, the abuse. I mean, it was a lot of trauma, you know, a lot of verbal abuse, as well as a lot of physical abuse. And I tell you what, I wish it would have been 100% physical, more so than the verbal, because it's that verbal abuse that really did the most damage to me. Right. And, and my brother as well. And, and God bless him. He's still working through so much because of that. Uh, but he was also in and out of my life. And one thing I want to say about my father, you know, um, he, he's he's transitioned now he's he's, he's passed on uh, as of 2007 but he was this uh, this doctor and Jekyll Mr. Hyde character right Is as, as bad as he was with the physical and verbal abuse there's this other just beautiful side to him where he was the most loving caring man that you could meet literally a guy he could be that guy at times that would literally give you the shirt off of his back you know he was well liked by a lot of people. He wore a mask, you know. A lot of his yes. uh, co-workers and friends, and even other family members, uh, they they didn't know. You know, it, it, I've had family members now that that have have read the book and they're, they're they're in shock. Like, wow, I didn't know Jesse was like that. I didn't know that was going on in in your home when you were a kid. So, I said, well, yeah, that that was my experience, but that that dual personality, if you will, that he had that. It caused a lot of confusion for me and it, and it built up a lot of fear, you know, because I never knew what personality I would be, I would get, you know, would, would he be this sweet, nice, kind, loving man, or would he be this horrific guy that would come home from work, uh, under the influence of alcohol and just literally, uh, go on a verbal tirade on my self mother and brother, You know, and uh, again, in out of my life and those times that he was out of my life, uh, specifically during high school, is when I (laughs) experienced the world. (laughs) That is a certain way I like to put it, you know, Uh, (laughs) got into drinking myself at a young age as a teenager, got into smoking a lot of marijuana as well. Just out of control. And I'm not saying, you know, anybody that drinks or smokes, you know, is is bad. I'm not against any of that. You know, people do what they want. I I do believe that it's wise to to be in control of that. But at that time, at 14, 15, 16 years old, being introduced to it and, and not knowing much about it, you know, I went all in, you know, and I was hanging around guys at the time that, you know, that that's what they did. I also was a was a pretty good athlete in high school. I was this this really like a star football player. And it was my dream to go play college ball like my older brothers did. And then hopefully one day play pro ball. You know, every kid that's athlete wants to be a professional athlete. Right. Well, that was my dream, too. And, uh, you know, that wasn't my path, obviously. And I got into hanging around the this crowd and it was it was getting into fights and, and and you know, Nish, I grew up in the in the Metro Detroit area, and you, you know, you know
0: a little something. I know that. the D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the
1: D, and that's you know, I'm talking, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old, hanging out. In the streets of detroit seven mile eight mile bell out you know my mom is a working mom she's she was full-time in the church full-time job trying to raise two teenage boys she was very heavily involved in the community as well with with her job so my brother and i we we had all this time on our hands to do whatever it is that we wanted to do so we we ran the streets and we we did whatever and we, we got into some pretty pretty bad bad things i tell you it was it was tough and um I remember, right around 11th or 12th grade, I, I went into this state of depression because even though I was doing all those things and hanging out with those guys, I, I always felt as if I could be better. I could do better. It at that time it was because my dad wasn't around and my mom was so busy. You know, I, I was looking for attention. I was looking for someone to accept me. Yes. I was looking for what I thought I needed at the time to be whole, to be complete. And and they were there. And, and that's that, you know, that was my experience. So, you know, I, I wound up dropping out of high school. I, I then went back and uh, actually didn't go back, but I, I wound up getting my GED. And then uh, fast forward about a year, year or so later when I was 18, I was dating this uh this girl at the time, and lo and behold, she becomes pregnant, right? And so here I am. I was about nineteen when my when my son was born. And uh I was just like, wow, I'm a, I'm a father now. And that obviously was life changing <laughs> for me. But I yes. I tell you what, and I, I tell everybody this, my son was my saving grace. Him being born really grounded me and it caused me to become focused on life you know it it he that really he really did he really did and I always knew that I wanted to be a better father to my son compared to how my father was with me that was so important for me to be there for him, you know, and a uh, couple years later, uh, he, he um, his mother and I, we we were off and on for a few years, and then when my son turned five and started kindergarten, I then became a, a single father. I guess the best way for me to explain it is, and, you know, I'm not throwing her under the bus. Uh, her and I have a have, have a, a, a pretty, a decent relationship. We don't talk pretty much at all <laughs> these days because my, my my oldest son is now 24, but the best way for me to put it niche is her, her kids. And she had, she had another one at the time. Her kids are not her, were not her top priority. And so I said, yeah. Hey, you know, Justin is going to, to live with me, you know, and she didn't fight it. So I became a single father. Uh, you know, by that time I was in my early twenties. So I had him, uh, living with him, raising him, working jobs. At one time I worked two jobs, but looking back on it, that was building something in me, right? That was building and teaching me how to be even more responsible. That that lesson that I did not receive from my father when I was a, a, a teenager, those critical years, those critical high school years, right? I, I didn't have a, a male role model in my life teaching me these things. So I was blessed with my son to be my saving grace because I took it upon myself with the help of the father and his divine forces to grow up. And I grew up fast and I grew up right on time. And that taught me to be responsible and how to take care of my business. And, and, and just thinking about my father again, you know, as bad as he was, he, you know, being a Marine, he, he did, he instilled some, some great things in me. He, he really did. And so I went through this whole time as a young father, young single father, uh, raising my son and, uh, just living life, being there for him, working and, Throughout that entire time, I, I tried going to church. You know, I tried the church thing again because I got away from the church once I, you know, kind of stopped <laughs> <laughs> with my mom being a teenager, if you will. And, uh, you know, I always felt like I had this calling where, wow, it's just tough to explain. It was just, I, I just knew. I just knew, niche. I just knew that it was, I just knew that I was supposed to be doing something different. All that time I, I never felt complete. Even though I wasn't going to church, I would say my prayers. at times I would read my Bible as well. and I just went through all of these different life experiences through my 20s and to, and then through my 30s and it's just been just been in divine order and, and you know gratitude is, is, is the first word that comes to mind when I, when I think about think about it all. So
0: this is amazing. And one of the things that struck me listening to this is, you you know, you know where you are now and I know where I am now. And when we look back, you can see the crossroads that you come upon. And one of the major crossroads here is when your son, when when you are leaving and parting ways with your ex, your son's mother. And you chose to be a single father to your son at that time. This is a crossroads and you chose that path. You chose this path that was harder. It was against the normal. It, it was a higher call to consciousness. It was the harder work, the harder path, actually, it, as far as the realm and The rewards, of course, when we do that are exponential. And so all I could see, and I I wrote this down, is gift. This was a gift. Your son was a gift. This choosing your son and choosing this pathway is a gift to yourself and your son. And that creates more of these reverberations or emanations outward that that lead you to where you are. So this was, you know, kudos to you. I, you know, just a little bit I know about you. I expect this of you, strangely. I expect, like, (laughs) you are the kind of man that just has this energy when you hit a crossroad, You do seem to be the person that is going to choose what appears to be the harder path, or the one that's going to give you deeper meaning. And I'm I'm hearing this can continually through these last two conversations so I'm I'm proud of you Justin for this and this is furthering though the the lessons you learned the good lessons you learned from your father and taking that and moving it forward it's a big deal and you know it's a really big deal in the black community people want to always talk about this and they want to focus on the bad side and mm-hmm. how bad Children don't have the father around. This is, in my generation, this was everyone's experience, but there's not enough attention put on fathers in the pop community that actually step up and create a new emanation and understanding where this all came from and that this is beyond color. I'm not going to get down into this territory, but because spiritually— We are in the image of, and the image of is an emanation, and that emanation is a vibration, is a frequency, and we are low down in the material realm where things are very limited in our in our scale in the color spectrum in what we're seeing all kinds of stuff's happening around us and this leads into this kind of next segment i want to get into is and i'm just going to be plain here the fuckery of what's going on
1: and oh um <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and, and so from day 1 of this narrative i have seen nothing But division amongst peoples, and I'm talking about around the world. I'm not talking specifically here, and I'm not, I'm talking about concepts, and this is where I like to live, up higher. But what I'm seeing is all kinds of division happening, all kinds of division, divide and conquer at play, and it's all being manipulated by this hidden hand. And we can talk, we're going to talk about this hidden hand later, but the idea of how do we move out of the lower level concepts that are dividing people by political boundaries, by race, by gender, by all of it, uh, religious boundaries, all this stuff that is creating a, a fork, if you will, in in the people, the, the real humans here and uh, keeping us separate and divided. This is a war strategy. This is a strategy to keep people low. And uh, it's to me, and I know to you, because it, even if someone just checked into your Instagram, you are presenting this stuff all the time, let alone looking at and listening to your podcast and the good work you're doing there. This is a strategy. And to bring it into, the, into sight, Into vision, to bring it into the light is something that's not easy because of the mechanism at hand to keep us continually divided. So let's talk about this for a minute. Ultimately, what are you seeing? What's the role of this going on? Because in my life, Justin, I've never seen so much division. I feel on all levels, on all levels, I feel like we've been pushed back to the dark ages.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I agree. That really resonates. I, I definitely agree, Nish. When you when you ask that question, the, the first thing that comes to mind is is what I mentioned a, a little while ago uh, when I lived in San Diego and I asked for truth and uh, I, I heard nothing is as it seems. And boy, is that uh, ever so true uh, yes. in, in this day, day and age. Right. I, I, I honestly believe that not everyone is going to get it. And it's not meant for everyone to get in and understand. But for those that may have that that feeling inside that maybe something resonates where they feel something's not right here, they may have been fooled for the last 30 years or all their life, whatever it is. But I really believe if people have that that feeling inside, if they if they feel something isn't right, that's that's the universe, that's creator, that's that that spirit trying to connect with them on on that higher level. And I I challenge people to, to, to follow that, to, to look into that and to, to ask for truth like I did. And not only do you have to ask for truth, but then you have to also be committed. You have to be committed to whatever may come, right. Um, whether it be, um, things that you don't, Necessarily want to hear things you don't want to see. Uh, This road niche that we're on, this path that we're on, it can be a lonely one at times, right? Because you know, so-called friends and family—they a lot of them do not align, and you know, people really have to just step up and step out. That is just so important. You have to step up and step out, and if you if if people answer the call and realize that it's not about what we're being told on TV and on the internet regarding the division that you spoke of. It's not about that. I do believe that it will be revealed to them that we are in a spiritual war. Yes. Now, I don't, I don't know if I told you when we spoke previously, but earlier this year, I believe it was in April, I went on a three-day um, retreat and it was an ayahuasca ceremony and uh that was quite life-changing for me and in three those three days or three nights it was in the desert and each night was a different lesson and that very first night my lesson was that it was a that we are in a spiritual warfare that the father the the universe made that very clear Um, i went to uh some dark places I saw demons uh and they they were after me, and they were they were tempting me and it was just really ridiculous, but I can tell you what, as long as I stayed focused on connecting with my higher self and the spirit of the divine, I was okay. It was almost as if I was in the eye of the storm, but I was able to find my peace niche it was really, uh, I, it's, I, sometimes I, I just lose words for, for this when I, when I think about it, cause it was just so, so life changing for me. Um, but in a nutshell, I, I literally walked with the father for, for three nights. And again, that first night he revealed to me or the spirit revealed to me that we are in a spiritual war. And he, he said a lot of things and revealed a lot of things to me. And I, I think I may have told you this, but the spirit spoke and said, you know, there's going to be a mass purge where millions of people are going to die off. And when you think about what's going on today with these shots and these, these boosters and all this other stuff, I think we're, we're seeing the, the beginning of that. But when I had that experience back in April, I was just like, wow, what's what's gonna happen? But it's it's slowly being revealed what what's going on. So people have to really, really step outside of their their norm. People have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. People have to learn how to stand in their truth. People have to learn how to shut out and shut away. The outside noise and outside energy. And speaking of energy, people need to learn about energy and how energy affects each and every one of us. Yes. You know, that that's so important. That's I, that's the journey I've been on here for probably the last month and a half, two months, learning about energy. This this is something that the spirit has has been dropping in me and, and and the spirit wants me to learn about different energies, the negative, the positive and and how energy works. So that's that's my current current journey. That's where I'm at in my journey right now. So I, I encourage others to, to do so as well. Now, there's there's no template. You know, we're, we're, we're each unique and we each have our own experiences and and different journeys, if you will. But I want people to know that it may be scary at times. You may be confused at times. But the great thing is we have everything we need, every tool we need inside of us to fight this thing. We have it in us. And we must unite, we must come with the sword, and we must stand in our truth. And that's, that's what I'm doing.
0: Mm.
1: That's what I'm trying to do each and every day by, by spreading these words and, and, and uh, making people aware of, of what's going on out here in this world today. Uh, you know, the truth is we have the victory, but we just must go through the war, you know? So the, the time will come, the time will come. Our,
0: and that's the power of that mindset, getting into the mindset of, and you know, I know you know this from being playing sports. You get the mindset, you're going to win. You got to get there first mentally and then just watch it play out. It's going to be rough, but if you're there fully and mentally and not just a, an empty thought detached from the body, this has to be all the way in, all the way down that chakra system, through all the meridians. If yes. you see it, you can have it and yes, it's significant you had the 3-day ceremony. We did talk about that a little bit. And oh, okay. I and I want to I want to just get on that 3 for a minute. The 3 is very significant and we know this. Of course, we have the trinity and all this. It's very out of the two come the one and or out of the 3 come the fourth. There's different ways to look at it, but It's very significant. It sings to your story overall. I want to look at the idea of energy here for a second as we wrap up the first hour um, because we have enough time to get into this right now. The energy idea is so significant and it moves us up out of, we're in the material realm, we're playing here and this is, we're here for a reason. So we, you know, it's, and it's good to be here. It's good to enjoy the material realm. I certainly do. And I'm sure you do. And so, you know, that's part of it. We need to enjoy the garden. We're in it. But at the same time, it, it behooves us to look at the components at play and energy is the source here. And then energy, frequency, magnetics, etc. Looking at the core elements is important. The fire, you know, because is in water and air and earth and uh, carbon and HO2, all this stuff is creating the experience we're having. And, When we start to understand these components and move deeper into the knowing of what these components are and how you mix them and match them and move with them, you start to see how mutable the field really is. And this is when our minds really start to open up. And we start to see things not as they appear to us through our limited vision, through Limited experience of the color spectrum and all this, the auditory stuff, the way we're perceiving the, the environment around us. And we start to underthink, understand things at their core. What kind of energy is this? What is this energy frequency, etc.? And that immediately takes us up out of all of this division we're talking about that everyone's talking about, mm-hmm. which is at the lowest base level. And yes. so and when we talk about spiritual people, people that are on the journey, they understand this or they're in the process of understanding this and that's part of this transcendental experience that we have as we move deeper into the field and where i want to go with this is and we're going to do this in the second hour but i am definitely we are getting into demons we are getting into possession we are getting into what are humans and i want to throw this thought out to you the trojan horse is the human form. And if we think back to where we are now in the material realm, we think about non-material things, say demons or non-human entities, forces that are uh, trying to move within, remember, we're created in the image of Uh, need our bio vessels, our sacred temples, and to navigate the material realm, just like our soul does. We come into these bio suits, right? So we too are transient here because we come here to die. And so we're in these suits, but other things are in these suits as well. And this is, of course, this immediately erases the whole idea of um, racism and all that because when you start looking at what's inside that suit, what is that a demon in there? Is this an emanation of the light? Is this, uh, you know, we start to see that the suit is the Trojan horse. And oh. this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. By understanding its energy and its frequency, we can start to parse out the field. So this will be a teaser into the next hour. But I want to get your ideas on that here at the base.
1: Absolutely. You know, this is it's it's so interesting that you that you brought this up because this is something I was talking with somebody about recently as well in regards to energies and different demons and attachments, et cetera. And when we go back to to speaking about putting on your armor every day, that is so important to do because as we know, energy transfers, right? And you must keep that armor on in order to deflect. Now <clears throat> that energy that negative or demonic energy, whatever, you know, we want to call it, it can use anyone, anyone. And people I've learned that you don't, these people that they use don't even have to, to be uh, necessarily bad people. It can use a child. And why? Because a child hasn't got to the point where they know how to put that armor on to prevent that attachment from getting on them you know? So, um, putting that armor on is so important. Um, and it's real, it is so real. And and thinking about my ayahuasca experience on that first night, um, I literally heard these demons and they were, they were testing me. They were trying to break me. They were throwing their voices and many people that were taking part in that ceremony with me, it was about 40 people total, but many people that night, were being used by these demonic forces to break me in all types of ways, mm. throwing their voices. And I, I knew people were to the right of me, people were to the left of me, but I would hear these voices to the right, and then the same voice would come to the left, and then the same voice would come above. And then I would hear and and then I was even tempted sexually, too. They tried to tempt me sexually, too, by these these like these moans and these groans of these women that were that were, you know, seemingly having sex. It was it was Mm -hmm. insane. It was insane. But again. I had my armor on and I prepared myself for that experience. I I've actually, you know, I, another thing I I started to do in 2020 was uh intermittent fasting. And so uh, I, I fasted for for those three days the entire time and I didn't even know I was gonna fast until I, I actually got on the road heading to Tucson to to take part in the, the ceremony. The spirit spoke. I, I stopped for lunch. I remember it was exactly 12 o'clock. I looked at my car, my car clock and it said 12 o'clock and I was getting a bite to eat really quick, and the Spirit said, this is the last thing you'll have to eat until Monday morning. This was a Friday afternoon, and it started at night. We were outside in the desert under the stars, and the Spirit said, hey, you know, this is going to be the last thing you have to eat. And I was like, what? Really? Okay. I had to listen to the Spirit. I had to be obedient to the Spirit. But again, that was another part of me putting that armor on, right to be able to prep me for what was to come, um, I I took a couple spiritual books with me. I turned my phone off. I I, I turned the TV off. Uh, you know, and I just stayed in meditation while I was back at my hotel waiting on that nighttime to come, so I could go to the uh, to the to the site for the uh, for for the ceremony. Looking back on that now, the TV, the phone, all those things were. Um, things that can be used to bring in certain energies. And these, the energies didn't want me to be strong during that experience. So that's why the spirit told me that. Right. So I'm, I'm still learning about the energies and how they work again, uh, uh, you know, within the last, I don't know, 60 days or so. So I, I'm, I'm, I need to dive a bit deeper with it, but I, I think, I think I have a a base understanding of it all, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to learning more about it. But I do know it's real. Um, I I do know that demonic possession is real. I I saw a demon on the face of a guy (laughs) during the ayahuasca ceremony, and I've seen those demons in my out-of-body experiences as well. So, um, you (sighs) know— Put, putting that armor on is the key and, and staying grounded in the light as well. You know, people sometimes say, oh, Justin, you're having these out-of-body experiences. You, aren't you afraid you're going to get these attachments? No, I'm not. I'm not afraid I'm going to get attachments while doing that. Why? Because I stay grounded in the Father, in the light, and I tell myself it's not going to happen. You know, I have this ritual of sorts that I do. I, I do this, this prayer meditation either about 11 or 12 o'clock at night or 4 or 5 in the morning where I burn this, this incense and I have, uh, my crystal grid and I have my crystals and I got my sage going and, and this whole ritual that, that builds me up and, and, and everything is light. Everything is divine. And it, 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 it's my protection. You know, I I don't know what I'd be, what I'd be doing in these crazy days if, if I wasn't doing it right. But uh, I, I'm learning more and more about that energy. And I, I just want to I want to fight that negative energy and stay in that divine energy.
0: You know what they say? They say too much light you can't see and too much dark you can't see. There's something to be reminded there that okay. there's polarity. So try and walk that center line and okay. um, move. And so when you come into a place where you you can't see, you adjust, you get more light. And then, you know, vice versa, you got to go with the center line. This is a martial arts principle and keeps weak in the knees. And another thing in your journeys of understanding, I'm just making a suggestion here. Look into Tesla. Look real deep into the etheric field and real deep into his work. Now, there's a reason why it was obscured. There was a reason why they occulted it and took it away and have kept it from us. And so remember that a lot of times the narrative is all over your eyes and you got to look where they don't want you to look. You got to ask questions. They don't want you to question. When you come up against the energies of you can't question something, that's where you question. Yes. And, <laughs> and you know, this, this is what keeps us moving further because there's something in there for you at the end of the day, this is your process. This is just like I'm in my process, but together and by having these interactions like this, where we're talking about real things, this is real talk that we are creating more of a spark. We are creating more emanation. And by doing that, we are starting to light up the field right now that is very dark. So right now we need to step deeper into the light to get the balance because it's hard to see. And so that's why we are emphasizing, get some more light going. And again, what is the light? The light is an energy. The light is a field from within. It is our connection to the 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 bigger power. And there's nothing in between you and that. There's nothing in between you and that. And that's some of the fuckery that's got us in trouble in the first place. These gatekeepers that say, you got to go through me to get to that, uh-uh. We are, wow. in, we are in the image, Justin. We yes. are in the image, and this is what gets us into things usurping the human form mm. and coming in and showing us images that are familiar and taking us down these other paths. And in that process, this is where learning about the energy really helps because something might come to you and it looks familiar. It's saying everything you want. It's, it's presenting itself in the way you need to hear it because it's a parasite or a demon. It needs something from you. And most likely it needs your essence, which is what your soul, your divine connection. And that is, that's the name of the game. It's trying to live. Parasites are trying to live just like everything else, but they're doing it in a parasitical way. And this is why it's so spiritual. This is why we are having these conversations. We're at the end of this first half, and we're going to get very deep into all of this in private. I'm just so thrilled that we are here and that you've taken us on this kind of beginning journey. Where can people find you in the world? How do they find you?
1: Absolutely. So uh, my website is thehiddengateway.com. And uh, I host a weekly podcast as well that can be found on my YouTube channel, Hidden Gateway. Uh, it's also on all your major uh, podcast streaming websites. I always like to tell people to uh, to connect with me. I love speaking with people. I love getting emails and answering questions. And my, my email address is support at the dot com. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. Hidden underscore gateway. And uh, yeah, the IG too, uh, Instagram, uh, yes. which which, uh, which you know about as well. So those are the uh, few ways that people can connect.
0: Let's not leave out your wonderful book.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Eye of the Father: A Memoir of Faith and Redemption. Uh, that is available for purchase on Amazon, and uh, you know uh, that that is definitely my my pride and joy. And I, I hoped it, I hope for it to be used as a template uh, for for others that uh, may deal with uh, traumatic experiences and and have issues with with moving forward and and stepping into their truth and their purpose in life.
0: This is how we help each other by showing the pathways. And so thank you for coming to the Cosmic Salon for this half and everyone for spending time with us. We will be back with Justin Williams shortly. And there he goes, Justin Williams, the Hidden Gateway Podcast. What a fantastic soul. I very much enjoy me some Justin and you can see why he goes where I want to go he's talking about things I talk about I want to talk about and I want to talk about more I would like to thank the producers of this show Cass, Christy Tesmer Eric Peterson Jason Lamson J.H. Armstrong Louis B Marcy Shapiro Melanie Poe Michael Walker, Michael Watts, Neil McNaughton, Noelle Jeanette, Santa Rebecca, Still Fiona, Babs Arbonnetter, and Miss JJ, the hostess with the mostess, as well as the other patrons through Patreon. Thank you kindly. Remember, this is a time to put on the armor. And if you are having a knee-jerk reaction to what I say... When I say the armor, the armor of God, then you don't know what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about the armor, I'm talking about get your clear sentience on. Open your eyes and hear. Open your ears and see. You get my drift here? Engage yourself with the elements, the air, the earth, the fire, The water, the plants, the animals, the space and the etheric field around you. Become one with it. Realize the connection you have to it and become in communion. Because that is how the armor works. You and the source connected deeply through a sentience of understanding that remember the dreamer loves the dream the dreamer feeds the dream the dreamer awakens within the dream thank you for dreaming with me here in the cosmic salon alright this is a a little bit of a preamble here I just want to make sure that everyone understands This is a conversation and not an interview. And so we go back and forth. And in these conversations, this is really only the second real conversation Justin and I've had at any depth before it was surface level. So this was expanding on the conversation we had on his show, The Hidden Gateway. So we're getting to know each other and we're both swimming in this particular pool of water at this depth and so I do go on a lot and that is not something you get really in an interview because you ask a question and you let the person answer and go off and then you ask another question. This is a back and forth and I hope you can appreciate this. This is one of my staples. This is something I prefer to do and It's just the way I function. And I think it sets my stuff into a different category. And so with that, I'm going to bring on the episode. This was a fantastic show. We get into some lovely territory here. And at the very, very end... I cut out all the stuff where I was stuttering, trying to figure out what it was I was going to ask him, and then I remembered, but I cut out all the needless chatter that me saying, I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember, and all this. It came up, and the information he brings forward at the very end, vis-a-vis a dream, is one of the most significant pieces of information I've received in... Well, over a decade. Well, since 2006, since I had my big download that brought me forward into the public arena this time around. So it's quite significant. I hope you enjoy this deep dive with Justin Williams of the Hidden Gateway podcast. Very much enjoyable. And I do look forward to the next time we convene and commune and come into conversation and hopefully we will record that as we have been so you can experience it as a fly on the wall and with that I will bring on the episode thank you for being here all right we are back behind the curtain at the speakeasy of the Cosmic Salon with the one and only Justin Williams. And this has been a powerful conversation so far, which is really our second conversation. And the reason why I wanted to have Justin here, because there is so much to get out of having these kinds of conversations. And personally, I don't get enough of this in my life. Spirituality is why I'm here. It's what I'm talking about. It's the bigger deal. The material realm is the realm of, Projection. It's the realm where we come to learn and experience things at a lower level. And as we were talking about earlier, it's a fantastic realm. It's a beautiful experience if you allow it to be that. But it is still a realm of learning it's a realm of turmoil it's a realm of pressure and it moves us it propels us forward if we just get in the flow of it which is a very difficult thing it starts to create a movement there's a viscosity that happens that's why i like to come into conversation with people like justin welcome back
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, we were getting into the nitty-gritty here now. I have been tracking this for some time, Justin, and it's been a it's been a lifelong thing for sure. It's it's been the reason I came on board and decided to contract back here at this this level, this this material plane to not only grow but to bear witness And anyone that understands what that really means, you get what that means. We have it in all the tomes. Christians understand the power of it. Uh, Buddhists, everyone understands the power of bearing witness. And bearing witness isn't a passive act. Bearing witness is actually a very difficult act because you're allowing yourself to learn and move through the triumphs. Uh, and the tribulations that are part of the process here, part of being here. But at the same time, you have contracted to keep your eyes open. You have contracted to bear witness. So when you are going through troubles, you have to bear witness to those troubles. A lot of people in accidents, and there studies on this, they close their eyes, like in car accidents, they close their eyes and they just step out. The one that bears witness has their eyes open. So they're going through it. They're in the car crash. And whatever happens in the car crash, they're there. But their eyes are open and they're witnessing the whole process. And this is a magical act of self-awakening because in those moments, time, which is an illusion that has a purpose or we wouldn't have it as an illusion, slows down and in the slowing down of time the stretching out of moments you start to see the micro seconds and within each one are pathways are crossroads that we make and there's some great imagery with this in say the matrix and mm-hmm. in other movies where you see the slowing down you can move slightly to the left to avoid a bullet, even though in real time, it's just, it's a blink of an eye. This is that process of bearing witness. It's a bigger deal than people think. And again, it's not an act of passivity. And so what I'm bearing witness to, Justin, is a takeover. We're in a war, we're in a spiritual war. And this is why in our lifetimes, I have seen so many movements go backwards. Like we've been overcoming in my life and all of a sudden we, we hit this recent period and we, we've stepped way back. Like and I, I had to get my eyes on that. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What, what happened? And this is with a lot of stuff. This is not a, a one tier. This is a lot of stuff. So, I mean, there's obvious stuff to look at, but it's deeper than that. And I started to go, Oh, There's a lot of demons in the field. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of attachments going on. There is something more happening. And getting back to that idea of the human form is the Trojan horse. And as I started to bear witness more consciously the act of being lucid within the dream, I started to see how that person over there or that person over there is not human. And this is this is a bigger narrative now. There's a lot going on here. And so it's easy to call them all demons, and that's fine. I can pull up to that language, but they're more than that, and there's more than that going on. But for the sake of simplicity, because this is not a simple conversation when we're talking about things at this level as spiritually— It's apparent to me that, like it says in the Bible, those that are Jews that are not Jews, those that are Christian that are not Christian, that when we see, say, the exorcist, the first, the original, and she starts, you know, the way demons work, she, you know, Dimitri, come back to me, and familiar voices, right, coming through another form, and there is all kinds of trickery and this is inlaid in it it's in the book of coming forth by day which is colloquially known at colloquially known as uh the egyptian book of the dead this mm-hmm. is all part of the pitfalls and i have i have often thought justin that this is this is the afterlife why Because this is the land of the dead where we come to die. You know you're going to die here. And and so we are transient and to not get too tied into it because this is not our home. This is a reflection of our home. This is a facsimile of our home. But it has all the elements, the same energetic components, but it's not the same because we come here to leave. And we certainly understand that in in spiritual songs and in deep spiritual practices. And so let's talk demons.
1: Let's talk demons. I have a question for you. You said this is the land of the dead. Now, would you say or are you saying that this is Hell as as mentioned in the Bible or, or or is that something is that different? Is that not what you're what you're saying?
0: Well you can call it many names and certainly right now if you look at it it looks very hellish, doesn't it?
1: It does, yes. And yep. so
0: we're you know, it, it it's it's unmistakable to me what it is, but we can call it many things. Right now though, we can recognize it as an inversion. By looking at language and, I mean, just even politics, I mean what happened the, the principles in politics are totally switched freedom and all this stuff used to be democratic i mean i we could go we could break this down all day and so it's an inversion and therefore a distortion but i call it the land of the dead because we are here to move through the cow. we know we're going to die and there's a trap ahead as we move towards the the deeper into a digital reality, hence the metaverse, all this, that is moving us away from the natural elements, hence the natural energy, hence the natural frequencies. There's a point at which fire isn't something that we will not have access to because of augmented reality, 5, 6, 7G. Yeah. You, you'll see it as, you know, they're 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 banning it in all kinds of ways. You can have, um, you know, they're taking us away from carbon fuel they're taking away people's fireplaces and and keeping us out of the forest now and and the closest you get to the light of fire is your light bulb and then you can have fire on your on your computer screen and that's where you're going to have your contact with it so there's something going on here that feels like a trap are you noticing Mm -hmm. that let's start here
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's 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 definitely something based in trickery and and it's evil. It's it's almost as if they're creating another reality and removing us from what we know or the reality that we've known all of our lives, pretty much. And I I often wonder, you know, how are people going to react to that? Um, Obviously, people will be into the metaverse and all these other things going on. But 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 how is that going to play on the mind? what if it becomes an addiction? What if it becomes to the point where you can have these alternative realities and you can go to this place in in some other area or dimension where you can be whoever you want to be? You can be a a movie star. You can be a star athlete. You can be anything. And what if people want to stay there and never come back? um, I'm sure I would think that they're they probably already have it where they have some type of device that they can hook up to the human body and they can call, they they probably call themselves playing God or or messing with your consciousness. You know, like where do we go from there as a, as a, as humanity? I can imagine the type of, again, the addiction that, that people would have is think about gambling, right? Where people have these gambling addictions where they go to the casino and put their house up, put their cars up and all this. What if people would literally be putting their souls up for sale to, to have this false reality, which presents itself as this wonderful thing. Yes. But what is, what's really going on and and what's, what's, what's going to happen in the end. And if you get too far in it, the end obviously would be something that you don't want. Right. It's, it, it, it could be the downfall. So it's, to me, it's just very important for people to have an awareness of that and ask for guidance from from the father and from the, the light beings that that surround us. Um, very, very. Uh, we're, we're going to a place that is, uh, you know, uh, ooh, I don't it's it's going to be something else. That's for sure. I can only imagine what they have that we don't know about already and what they're doing. It's uh Get ready, people.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. This is why it is important to bear witness right now. We're in the game no matter what, and it's time to be lucid, and it's time to really look at interactions. And this is one of the things that it's 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 very sad because I'm watching my sisters and brothers fall all around me and to mm-hmm. different things for different reasons and... I hold out love for all of them because love is everything. But at the same time, it feels to me like this is when you get, you pull yourself out enough to get a view of what's going on. People are getting too sucked into it. And the quote unquote realness of it is overtaking them, the realness of the game, right? And it's overtaking them neurologically. It's overtaking them... Uh, The adrenal fatigue, all this, all the systems in the body are being controlled and manipulated right now, both externally and internally by all the stuff that's going on environmentally. It's tied in. And the thing that looks very nefarious to me here is it's by design. And this is that hidden hand that we're talking about. And this is when we start to look at what is that? Who is that? What are they? Who are they? And that's where I like to start talking about the idea of demons and what they are. And we all have different concepts of what demons are or archontic energy is, parasitical energy. It's all intertwined for me because they are all wanting something I don't want to give them. And therefore, Mm -hmm. they all be, I don't care to parse them out too. Intently, because they all want to take away something I hold valuable, which is my core being, my soul, mm-hmm. which is my connection to the creator. Right. They want, they're want; they mining that. They're trying to get that. And then they want to hijack your vessel, again, Trojan horse. And, mm-hmm. and by doing so, say something hijacks me. Right, And so everyone I'm connected to in my field or sphere of influence then becomes on the menu for what, you know, something hijacked me and then they have access to everyone that has come to trust me, come to walk with me. This is a big deal. And and Justin, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it left and right. And that's what I talk about, brothers and sisters that have fallen. And uh, we have to... Really start analyzing our relationships. Now, I'm not talking about isolating ourselves. I'm talking about analyzing your relationships and looking deeply into subtle changes. This happens no matter what. When we're transcending the the material realm, we're becoming more spiritual. Certain people that aren't at that frequency do fall away. So, yes. you know, these are these are subtleties that have to be. Witnessed and observed. But what I'm talking about is very bare bones here. All of a sudden, your best friend in your life doesn't have memories of stuff you did 20 years ago. That should be a clue. Your best friend all of a sudden has a different palate change as far as what they like to eat and, and these things are so subtle Justin they're so subtle but if you're tapping into it you can see it and that's when you have to not tell yourself you're crazy and this is that's some more of that mind spell that goes on that one Tico it's been put out there for us to disarm us to take some of that armor off right to mm-hmm. you're being crazy I'm just you know I'm just feeling this now or etc i behoove everyone to not actually address it just to observe it and to move with it one of the things you don't want to do in the art of war and make no mistake this is war is to give your position away so if you all of a sudden notice that your best friend for your life has changed in very subtle ways but not not little insignificant ways Significant ways that don't show to the outer world, they no longer have an emotional attachment to you like they used to in a way that was in a positive way or memories of stuff you did together that are core Poor stuff, or they've become aggressive in when this is say a non aggressive person stuff like this. These are cues, and you need to be on your game here with this because it's happening all around us. Because what's happening, in my opinion, Justin, is there is an invasion going on. And again, we are in the spiritual war. This invasion is these demonic entities, this non human really uh charged by ai type of energy that's going on and the the goal is to take over take over the realm and soul mine out people so what do you have what are your thoughts on this whole idea
1: that is, uh, that is very deep niche. That is very deep. And, uh, a lot of what you said resonates with me. Um, especially when you said that if a parasite, these, these demons, uh, attach to a person, and then that opens up the menu, if you will, for them to attach to other people that you may know or be involved with, you know, that, that is, uh, and, and it makes me think about what I've been learning and the the the, the little research I've done over the last uh, several weeks regarding regarding energy. So this is kind of coming full circle for me, and it's giving me a better understanding of how all this works. And I'm just so thankful that <laughs> you, you brought this to the forefront here. Um, I, I, I totally see it. It's like I have this vision right now of these energies, these demonic evil energies, just literally on standby and then just waiting to pounce on people that yes. are not aware people that are not um um you know grounded in the light uh and and these people are distracted these people are distracted by the internet these people are distracted by politics these people are distracted by their cell phones and and you know it, to, and, and i'm just seeing the connection as how all that has been put in place as well how it's how they're working together, the powers that be that bring these things to the lives of humanity. Right. It's you know, and and then that further makes me question if certain people such as the elite, these people that run the world are in connection or in contract with these uh, these demonic energies, you know, and it, it. you know, and then I, I know it was something about, uh, was it President Truman back in the 50s where he yes. signed a contract with the aliens, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe that to be true. And it, it's just, it's painting this huge picture for me, right? And And it just takes me back to, again, nothing is as it seems. And it takes me, then fast forwards me, I should say, to all the chaos and confusion that's going on in the world today. And I think about last year in 2020 when we had you know all the protests and all the the, the purposely done division of, of people and uh, then you know fast forward to uh, to when we talk about the the, the horrific uh, you know scam that's going on with these with these shots and everything it's just they have this I just see this huge game plan where they're trying to literally purge souls. And not only that, I get the feeling that they are doing what they are doing because they know or maybe they even feel that the light is, is rising even higher and people are, are starting to vibrate higher. So since they're fear based, they're, 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 they, maybe they're fearing that and they're, they're just throwing the kitchen sink at it. And I don't know. Maybe maybe they know their time is limited. I don't know, you know. But it's it's this. I just see this. I have this vision of this battle going on. It's it's finally finally calculated by by the dark side. Finally calculated with these things that have been put in place for thousands of years. And you know, you said something very interesting that really really caught my attention before, right before we ended the first hour, when you said that. We have a direct connection to source that we don't need anybody or anything to be between that or for us to get to the source. And it made me think of Christ. And again, me being raised in the church, I, I really, for, for, for the longest time, I struggled with that as far as Christ is concerned. And, and I apologize if I'm taking the conversation off a little bit, but this is just what's coming to me. Again, I struggled with that for a long time in regards to Christ being the Savior, um, you know, dying on the cross, etc. I believe Christ existed, and I believe that He may be the prototype that we all are to strive to be. I don't know if that's possible, but I believe He's the prototype. But on the other hand, I do believe that these dark, evil forces, evil entities have put things in place to manipulate and control us as well. I just see things going back like thousands of years and on this this perfect, I don't know if perfect's the right word, but this, this one accord to bring this chaos and evilness that we're seeing today and that religion part with Christ is being used on even another level to manipulate and control people as well. And I think a lot of the people, maybe Christi a lot of the Christians and, and Catholics as well are gonna be a huge group that will be used by the demonic forces to help purge these souls for into the darkness. And the thing is, I don't even think they're they're aware. I don't think they're aware.
0: Oh, you're touching on you're you're getting there with me as far as I'm concerned. I love me Jesus.
1: <laughs> Take, it. Take, it. Take me. Uh,
0: I I love some Jesus, and I think Jesus is not what people think he is. Wow. That's part of the fuckery here. Jesus has a place in my heart. The esoteric Christians, I love. I love them so much. They're they're digging into. In the their soul digging, digging in the dirt. And they're they're trying to uncover these real deep core mysteries. And in there you will find some amazing tools and gems to help you and guide you. And the story of Jesus alone, despite all the rest of it, I absolutely believe Jesus was a real figure. The story of Jesus, though, if we just look at the story of Jesus, is one of triumph and one of power and one of transcendence. This is a power story, and it's a meta story. It's it's ingrained in all of culture at this time. No matter where you are in the last 2,000 years, it's been the story of Christ. Now, there are other Abrahamic aspects going on with other abrahamic stuff but christ is a main player and uh, my favorite of them personally and i do believe that he's not what people think he is and when you start stepping outside of the good book which is the good book and i didn't come to that bible until late really not that long ago but i sure did dive in and um i call it a grimoire and it's a very powerful book, but we cannot forget that it was honed, it was edited, books were cast out, and there's a reason and there's a narrative there. And most of it was to usurp the power from people because they needed to go through another source to get to source. But if we start to pull forth some of the other books, the the Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of Mary, etc., Enoch, uh, we start to see a larger story, a bigger narrative, a more magical arc, if you will. Yes. And this is also a sacred bloodline. And it's one of those seven sacred bloodlines and this ties into the Aborigines of Australia, the dreamtime gatekeepers that hold the seven strands of DNA. This is a big deal. This is all a very big deal. And so I think that it's interesting the kickback Jesus gets from people that don't understand him. And then the Christians that are not Christians, right? They're just sinning all week long and coming in and, and giving it up on Sunday, right. Or in confessional, whatever. This is part of how we walk this territory by looking at what's what there's a lot of, when you're dreaming There are a lot of characters in there that are just part of your psyche, but then there's a lot of other characters because you're in another realm, you're in another dimension that are in there that are not part of you, and they're separate, and they're in there, but you're encountering other dreamers, but they're sleeping in the dream. And then when you encounter the ones that are really pushing back where you're having interactions, then you realize you're 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 dealing dealing with with other awakened awakened dreamers dreamers within within the the dream. dream. And now we start getting closer to Jesus, and we start getting closer to awakenings, and we start getting closer into real psychic sight, which is eyes that see and ears that hear and clairsentience. And this all plays out in this realm where we are here. But that realm is the real realm. That's the realm where we are eternal. You don't die there. You come here. And, uh, and so that's a whole different thing, but in talking about what's going on with this war that is bigger than I can even conceptualize and the usurping of the human form to take over this realm, there's something, and Justin, I don't have the answers for this, but I just know there's something so important about this realm that there's a war over it. And there's something so important about humans that are sold, in with soul, soul and spirit that is so important that, Things want to take that from us, that things want to snatch that away and, uh, and, and enslave us. And that's why in this realm, we have seen story after story, peoples after peoples with narratives of enslavement. Everyone's been had their turn on the Catherine wheel. And yeah. there's a reason for this. It is signaling to us that we are in that kind of space. Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. no doubt about it the idea of chattel is real and that's the real systemic situation going on here and it has nothing to do with our skin it has everything to do with your soul
1: soul that's where it is Mm -hmm. the skin thing is just trickery trickery, trickery,
0: it's it's skin deep it's literally skin deep what's in that person over there i can't Mm -hmm. even get on that level i can't even get on that level because that person over there could be a demon and, and spewing forth all kinds of crazy stuff to get me tied into their story vis-a-vis their web,
1: mm-hmm. hello,
0: web, mm-hmm. and then suck me dry and get my soul. There is a whole situation here. And this is why when we talk about portals and gateways into you, so like uh, the way parasites do, uh, what are the pitfalls here? What What is part of the stuff we are here to learn in this realm? Look how sexuality just has so much control over us. I mean, when I was young, baby, Lord, I mean, you know, when you want to have sex, it's such an overwhelming sensation in your body that's putting off all this chemical stuff. It'll make you do stupid shit. You've got to respect this. This is something obviously a major force to get control of and to transcend and move that into working on your behalf instead of being controlled by it. Because things can usurp that and take you into a place you don't want to go. And then there's your there's the portal. They have access to you. What about Oof. other addictions, right? Anything yeah. that is taking you out of a seated place of agency and control is a port of entry For something else for these non-human entities and make no mistake about this. I claim the human title, even though I know I am infinitely more, but the human title to me actually is a genetic coding, a genetic sequence and uh, that sequence is sprouted everywhere amongst all the peoples of the land. And it doesn't matter where you see it sprouting and what color it's sprouting, what color, you know, it's like fields of flowers. It doesn't matter. It's the sequence. It's the genetic sequence. And we're talking now about cosmic genetics cosmic bloodlines and this is where we start talking about those seven strands that the yes. the gatekeepers have right and uh-huh. uh the aboriginals this is why we're seeing all that stuff happening with the aboriginals in australia and so that is in tandem with say the attack on texas in particular people don't understand when they take text texas is that Lone Star State and mm-hmm. it's the sovereign state of Texas. Now, I've never had a desire to live in Texas, but I respect Texas for being a symbol of, of sovereignty. And, yes. and there's all kinds of, you know, I'm not going to get low with that energy. I want to get high with that energy. And so the idea of holding its own sovereign, idea that is contracted with the set of folios, the magic workings that the, and I don't care what people say and I don't care how people want to judge me. I'm on a higher level with this. Uh, the founding fathers here that created those that that constitution on parchment, signed their sigils to it. There's a whole folio that that belongs to, which was a magical working to protect this Place and this place on the spiritual realm, and Ooh. all peoples. This was this is not that's why we got to move this up higher, 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 and look at that as a, protecting us from the dark forces. What is the Constitution actually saying? It's saying we, freedom for all, religion, idea, all this stuff, all the stuff we know that it says. I don't care what, you know, who what was in those bodies. I don't care what color those bodies were. I don't care about the times. You know, I do when I want to get down in myopic, and we can always talk about that stuff, but everybody is. If we look at this as a spiritual war, the idea of America— America. And that does include, that's not just the border here in the United States. That includes down into Mexico. America is an entity. And America stands for a lot more than people understand what it stands for. But one of the base things that this stands for is a sense of awakening freedom from a deep sleep. And One of the symbols that has to happen, one of the ports that needs to be entered is Texas as a symbol of sovereignty. And so once Texas falls, once the aboriginals are taken away, and if Texas falls, then the states, what are they doing to Texas? They are putting the most smart cities in that state than any other. They're going to make an example of it. Austin, yes. yes. Austin, Houston, Dallas. They're gonna put five okay. smart cities in that state. This is scary when we look at America as a whole and what she represents, uh, and in the birthing of a new consciousness out of out of out of enslavement, spiritual enslavement. And this is in tandem with the aboriginals in Australia, and then Mm. there's more. I could go way deep into this, but I just want to bring that forward. So here we are, you and I, in the United States, but in America, and uh, there's a war going on, and right now the land's divided, the people are divided, and demons are amongst us. Attachments are amongst us everywhere, and what are they doing? They're usurping the weaknesses within our realm, they're bringing up old scars, and they're they're ripping them apart. They're bringing up old blood, and they're spilling it. And this is an opportunity, A, to heal ourselves from the sins of our fathers and uh, to move forward. And that's an important thing. We need to do that. Uh, We definitely need to do that That needs to happen all over though Not just here And But it is also being used to create more vitriol And the vitriol is part of the acidic nature In the system that is breaking down our immune system As spiritual entities And these things These demons from the pit of hell Are coming in Mm
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm so, America is. Do, do you believe that it, it the the ultimate change for the greater or for the good starts in America? Will we lead the way? Do you believe that?
0: I believe if we fall, everything falls.
1: -hmm.
0: And but this is in tandem with the Aboriginals, and they're under extreme attack right now. They put the SOS out that several of the tribe members. You've seen that.
1: I've seen it. Absolutely,
0: it's compelling, and we cannot allow that to happen. It's so. I've got I'm full body chills here. It is so significant to our spiritual progress because what are they? They're the Dream Time gatekeepers. That portal gets shut. We're trapped. We're trapped. And so it doesn't matter how much America stands. If we get trapped, it's going be, to be literally hell on earth. We've got to keep the dream time clean and clear. There's a reason why they are being focused on. And there's a reason why Texas all of a sudden is a hot spot with the smart cities are not they're not here to bring about a better future. They're here to enslave us and to push us deeper into the narrative of, of digital reality, which is what? Cleaving us away from nature, cleaving right. us away from our natural beings that we are. And that is at the core, again, this soul genetic energy that we are housed with, that we are here. We, you are a custodian to your genetic sequence, your body is housing your essence, which is the essence of God. And mm-hmm. and we are here to protect that. We come together somewhere down the line. But here individually, this is part of the process, just like in the Book of the Dead from the Egyptians for the pharaohs.
1: Mm-hmm. Goes against, totally goes against the laws of nature. Yes. Totally goes against the laws of nature. And that is something you cannot mess with. You cannot mess with laws of nature and once you do watch out. I mean, ooh, like you said, hell on earth. But but how does nature respond? How does humanity respond to that? That's what I want to want to know. Uh, I guess that's the I don't want to say the untold story, but I guess it's just yet to be seen. Uh, but we need we need people like you and I who are brave, who have a heart full of courage. To stand in our truce and fight. And I guess people need to know how to fight as well. Right. People need to know how to go deep in spirituality and and be led by that divine nature, that divine force, uh, because we we have what we need, but it wouldn't hurt to have more. Right. Have more people in in, in the divine army. Uh, it is it is serious out here and you are just you I love your your vision of what you see and uh it it just resonates with me so 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 much and uh it is it is exciting um and and you know it, this might sound crazy but but I welcome it and, and and that's just the mindset that i have to i have to have for myself right um and, and this is what I've learned about, when it comes to dealing with fear, you know, you, 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 for example, okay, so I work, I got the podcast going on and, and all these other things going on. It's been many a nights over the last few weeks where I've been up to two, three in the morning and just so tired and, you know, but instead of complaining and, and, and literally up to two, three in the morning, and I got to get up two hours later to, to, to go to work and, and I go into the office once a week I Have to drive all the way to Tempe, which is about 45 minutes away, be there at 6 a.m. And I, I'm going to bed like at 1:32, But instead of me complaining about it, all I could do was thank the father for the experience. All I could do is say, hey, father, thank you, because I know it's preparing and, and, and growing something in me greater. And I don't want to let that negative energy in to where I start complaining and I start saying, oh, why me? And why is this so difficult? no. I refuse to do that. And that's the same type of mindset that I take going forward with dealing with this spiritual warfare. Now, I don't know what my next step is or what the father has planned for me in six months, a year, two, three, four years. But I do know that I'm going to stand in what I know to be my truth. And I'm going to have a heart full of courage. and I'm going to allow him to use me. I'm going to be obedient to what comes to me, to his word, you know, and, and you know, I get excited thinking about it. And, and I welcome, I welcome the challenge. And no, it's not going to be easy, but you know what, it's worth it. And I just want to see so many people get on board with that mindset and, and moving forward to conquer this, this evil demonic force. You know, you, you, when we talk about these smart cities, when we talk about what's going on in Australia, when we talk about all the chaos and confusion going on, you know, people have to realize that this stuff, is, is, is going to happen. But, you know, we can dictate the outcome because one thing I do know, if I don't know anything else is that the divine light, the source is more powerful than anything, Mm. you know, and these demons, these, these, these devils, whatever we want to call them, their time is limited. Mm -hmm. Their time is limited. And I think they know that. that, We're in the head. We 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 are in, the, in literally for the fight of our life, for the fight of our souls, for the fight of humanity. And I find it interesting that you said, uh, what did you say? You mentioned you 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 don't man. What is it? You said you don't mention you don't. You're not sure um, what it is about this place, Earth. What it is why why there's so much going on here. Why 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 there's such a fight for it and for the souls here. Well, hey, that you know we we don't know, but I, I know what we can do. You know, I know what we can do and I'm 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 ready, you know, and well, I shouldn't say I'm ready. I'm in the process of getting ready. (laughs) I guess that's the best way to say, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm ready to continue the journey. I'm ready to continue the journey. So,
0: (laughs) you know, you said something here about nature. You are nature, Justin. I am nature. We are still real. We are still human. We are still intact and we are still in the image of. Mm -hmm. This is a big. Deal. These things that are overtaking the others around us that, that are appear to be human, they're not in the image of anymore. They are distortions. This situation is is very deep and it's a it's a sad situation and I have a lot of love for Like I said, my fallen sisters and brothers, and I I never lose hope that there is always a crossroad. I am definitely not a nihilist. I do believe that it is possible no matter how low you go, no matter how intense the chains are, you can break out. There's a way. There's always sure. a way. And we have seen this. We see this in the human spirit. And it's written all over in all these sacred texts. It's always there. And it's part of it. And emotionally, we've all been down there. We've all been down there. This is just a different level for some people. It's going to be more real for them and more more hellish for them. But they can get out yeah. ultimately. I'm choosing not to go down some of these routes so uh, you know I already had my hard times here I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to take the wisdom and 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 you know find the best path for me forward and trying to make sure that I'm able to stay in the game. And that's part of this mindset is that you stay lucid. And that's the whole thing with we can never lose sight of the idea that we are gifted with the portal of dream. In this realm, we are gifted with it. It is like a superpower if you know how to use it. And you started this whole thing off with, you know, the hemisync and the gateway stuff. There's a reason it's called gateway. This idea is something that no matter where you are, what's going on, what has happened, you can still get lucid within the dream. And if you can do that, then you can see, like I was talking about with the idea of time slowing down, you can slow it way down and see what the moves are, where the crack in the wall is to get out. It may not be easy, but that's what we're here for. And so people that are checking out, whether it's mentally, uh, emotionally, psychically, you know, that's sad because what they find is that it's just another facsimile. You check out to realize you're still in the same place. You thought you were getting out, but it's just another layer of the same. And so you've got to do it again. And then a lot of people get wiped in that process. So they got to relearn. And what do we call that? Reawaken. And that's that whole thing about the river washing you clean. And so this is a big deal, Justin. And so getting back to kind of where we are now in the field and this is the field and this is why I definitely and hope you will find your way into the work of Tesla and, and your energy journey and really pay a lot of attention to some of that. Tie that into some of what you learned through Monroe and see where that takes you. But I want to look at this idea again of what's going on with the tactical stuff. And you grew up with a Marine father, how important it is to look at the field in a tactical way, in kind of a military mindset way. It can't be understated that it, it needs to be part of the lucidity experience. When you walk into a room, you need to know where the doorways are, etc, sure. all that kind of stuff. And one of the barometers engaging the people around you that are human and non-human at this point is emotional depth. Hmm. Humans that are still insold, Even if they're dimming, even if something's going away in them, they're in the process of being completely integrated as the Catholic Church calls possession, the full integration, Mm -hmm. as long as there's still real emotion in there of the core person that you know, they're not taking over. When we get to complete integration, and this starts talking about the things, that live things put in you, as they say in Conjure, that's going on. That's part of this. That's when you social distance for real. Because. That's the real reason
1: social distance, not what we're being said, right? Okay, that is,
0: that's (laughs) when you really do. And so another thing I want to just put out there are things I'm noticing, Justin, and just, I'm saying this so that it becomes little bits of light or little nuggets so that, because I want to touch back on you, with you, of course, with all this, but. Start to really, when you're out in the field, when you're out in the world, start paying attention to the differences. There's a lot of chatter about odor, the way people smell. Kind of get your nose on it for real. Start noticing things like that. Like odors become a big thing. And again, aggressiveness and emotional, the lack of emotional depth. No sympathy and odor. Pay attention to those things. Of course, there are other changes, like skin changes in skin are a big deal. A lot of people have painted nails, so you can't tell. Really start looking at people around you and observe their manner, mannerisms and see. So I'm putting that bug in your ear, and hopefully you can start to observe The realm in that way, because I want to get more people online with this so we can start talking about these changes. This is the only way we're going to ever learn about this process is by really starting to examine these changes as they're happening. Because this weaponized weather, the tornadoes that happened in the Midwest, that was a protocol for containment because things are hatching. That's how far along we are.
1: Things are hatching indeed. And I will pay attention to that. And thank you for uh, informing me that that is that is excellent knowledge. and I'm definitely going to take that with me and I'm definitely going to um, do a lot of research on Tesla and what he was into and uh
0: and royal rife you'll find Tesla is tied into royal rife and the you'll you'll get there you'll be right there in steinmetz these are key names they've been really obscured by others uh there's a whole einstein conspiracy and the places <laughs> you're not supposed to look are at tesla royal rife and steinmetz that's not where you're supposed to look you're supposed to look at einstein right i'm right. just helping you along yeah. brother hey.
1: And I'm taking notes. Sister. notes. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So I want to, so we're, cl- we're getting close to the end of this hour and I want to talk about dreams for a little bit. Let's, let's end it in there. So in your experience with dreaming in the last year, or let's just go two years. Cause you had a lot happening in 20, you know, obviously you've major amounts happened in 2020 and the podcast, all this, that the, uh, learning to jump and free fall, all that that was going on. So first of all, how are your dreams going right now? And have you had significant dream experiences in this last process of, say, since since the lockdown, since the big C happened?
1: You know, um, I've been a person who has struggled with uh, getting good sleep. for for many years now. Uh, I went through this stage for many years where I had, uh, I guess, insomnia. I just could not go to sleep. I would literally toss and turn for three, four hours before I would go to sleep. Uh, Now, over the last maybe three, four years, I'm able to go to sleep. But I find myself going through these cycles where I awaken every night, at like one or two o'clock in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm, that's, we're to all talking that.
1: Yeah, and I'm just, and you know, and I'm actually started to come out of that now, that cycle, with the, over the last, I'd say week and a half or so, where I'm, I'm getting good rest. In fact, this last night, I probably got some of the best rest I've been able to get in, in the last, I don't know, six to eight months. I slept so well last night without my sleep being interrupted. But um, regarding my dreams, I, I went through a stage for uh, several months where I could not even remember my dreams, where I would even question was I dreaming, but I've, I've had some some pretty interesting dreams uh, over the last week and a half since I've been, been sleeping better, and, and some things that uh, were really weird. I, I had a dream the other night where a loved one of mine was in police custody and somehow Wound, wound up killed, wound up dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is someone I talk to almost every day. They don't live with me, but I speak with them almost every day. But this person is going through a spiritual awakening and it dropped in my spirit because I don't think dreams are, you know, I don't I don't take them for face value. right? Uh, but I, I believe that that was just my way of being informed that This person was going through a through a death, maybe a spiritual death and then a re a rebirth, if you will, you know, and uh, this person is uh, had a challenging year this year. And uh, learned a lot from uh, different experiences, and, and they're just trying to to find themselves, and, I, and they they just got some good news as well. And uh, I, I really believe that this person is is on a path of spiritual awakening, and uh, and regrowth and, and rebirth, if you will. So that that was a very interesting dream. Um, for some reason, over the last week or two, I've I've had dreams about. You know, ex ex girlfriends, which mm-hmm. is weird. I don't understand, understand that I've one. I've
0: had them pop up too, boyfriends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get it, and it's just just really weird. But uh, yeah, that that's the uh that that came up. Just two different people from my past. You know, um, what other dreams have I had lately? I had a dream about Donald Trump, of all people, as well. Maybe about two weeks ago, where I was with This is
0: significant because this is a major figure in the world.
1: Yes. Yes. So I, I had a dream I was with him and we were like having a, a meeting of sorts. It was just him and I, and uh, we were talking. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but it seemed to be a pretty, uh, for what I remember, it was a pretty in-depth conversation. And he was a, he was a really, really nice, highly intelligent guy too. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and just for the record, I don't have anything against Donald Trump or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't, Really, I don't support any politician.
0: Uh-uh, neither do I. I at this point. I, I support
1: the light <laughs> in myself. You know, uh, uh-huh. I, I don't even. I don't even vote. I don't get caught yeah, up in, no, in all that stuff. But uh, see, this you're talking yeah.
0: higher level now when you say that. It's higher level talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. But I had a dream that I was with Donald Trump. So, um, just a couple a couple weird dreams over the last last few weeks here that that were. I guess out of the ordinary. I'm just happy to be dreaming again cuz felt like for the last maybe 90 days, 120 days that I wasn't having dreams or at least I couldn't remember them. So
0: Well, we've been <laughs> under a lot of frequency attacks and so that it's a significant thing to think about. I want to ask you one more thing before we wrap. What is your idea on aliens? Now, when I say that, I am giving you the open field. It can be entities it can be in space whatever that is it can be inner earth things when you th- I'm just trying to get gut stuff like when you think of the word alien and I'm not talking about the political kind I'm talking about the the sentient other kind what comes to mind
1: well the first thing that comes to mind is people like you and I are aliens
0: yeah, yeah yes <laughs> yeah
1: that's how i feel mm-hmm. um you know i mean obviously there there we've been programmed to believe these little or big creatures that fly around in these spacecraft and you know from dimension to dimension but i feel like an alien
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
1: just because of the the world i'm in and, and the things i see like this isn't my home you know right. this isn't my home i'm here for for a limited time and then i will return home one day um but uh and then then the the other We'll go with aliens. Uh, I believe that they. It's possible that they are. Um, they could be demonic entities or demonic beings that are part of the "quote unquote" dark side, working uh, with the darkness, working with that low-vibrating negative energy to. Um, steal or take souls of of individuals, uh, and, and I suppose when when we talk about angels as well, and and, and them being here, mm. maybe they're aliens in in this realm because this, this isn't their home. Right. Uh, so. Um, which brings me to say maybe we're we're all aliens in a sense, and there's there's two sides when we draw a line and uh, the, these aliens uh, on both sides are are preparing are in the midst of war, they're, they're in the midst of that battle, that spiritual battle that we we talked about because um, again, this isn't my home. This isn't uh, it may not be their home either, uh, but maybe we're just placed here. Um, this is a battleground, you know, maybe this is a battleground that we 're placed here for this this spiritual warfare to take on to take place um not only here but maybe in other dimensions, which leads me to to think about uh programs like uh, uh what musk has going on spacex or now don 't we have a space force now that was created yes. by the government a couple of years ago mm-hmm. makes me wonder about that as well like well what 's that all about so uh when I think of aliens, I think that uh you know um I, I'm an alien to a certain extent, you know, and uh, but I also believe that there are uh, demonic, demonic forces or energies at play that, uh, you know, like we discussed, that that attach to people that are parasites looking for a host, and uh, I mean it's 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 to me it's infinite, it's it's limitless, you know. I mean I can have one thought about it, but I mean I'm probably not even close you know, probably not even close. It's probably something that would, is beyond my, my wildest imagination. You know, oh, talking about dreams. I had a dream last year, or was it wasn't earlier this year. And since we're talking about aliens, I was in a field and I was watching a, like a football game, a little league football game. I saw people running and they were running towards this building, which I thought to be a school. And they're looking up at the sky. And then I look up at the sky to see what everybody's looking at and running from. And it was this huge huge spacecraft that just covered the entire sky and it was kind of covered by clouds like a that. little bit as well but you could see it. i mean it literally i mean there was no sky it was just literally the spacecraft it was so real niche it was so real that dream was so vivid and so real and then it made me think of when after the next morning it made me think of uh um, Elijah Muhammad, and I don't I don't study, study Islam or m- not Muslim or anything like that, but, uh, you know, uh, Louis Farrakhan, I, I, Elijah Muhammad, uh, they believe that there's this big spacecraft in the sky, and that's where Elijah Muhammad went after he died. I don't know why that popped in my head, but <laughs> it, it did. So, uh, but I think it was something to that dream. I think that was a, maybe a message for me or something along those lines. It was really, really, it was... It was kind of, it was, it was something else. It was really something else.
0: I want to tell you right now that this whole conversation for me boiled down to that. That is so significant for me that I can't even express it in words. I came out in many, many years ago with some content and at the core of the content was looking up at the sky and the whole thing was a was a spaceship. I thought I was looking at the moon. The whole thing moved and lifted, and uh, and I realized right then and there that the whole thing was a spaceship. And I and because of the nature of that that vision, that viewing, I didn't. There was a lot of chaos that ensued with that at that time, and I couldn't see what was under it. Was almost like the dome above us. It was almost like the mm. firmament. Is the a is the is a ship? This is me now processing it after all these years, but you just said, and you're the only person I've heard say this, and you know I deal in dreams with my other show. I haven't encountered that before, and so and it's interesting about the Elijah Muhammad thing. And again, all these tomes have gems in them. Mm-hmm. The gems are everywhere, and it's our duty to. Or it behooves us, at least, to try and find the gems because they're helping us through. And this is so significant. This this was what it's about for me right now. I, I don't have enough words to express how much gratitude I have for you just bringing that forward. I think that that was why I got pinged in that very last second wow. to ask you that question that sparked this memory.
1: Wow. How about that?
0: Amazing. Uh, Amazing. (laughs) And it all it does is confirm to me that there's something going on with that. That what we think is the whole of the sky, the whole thing that we think is the sky is not what we think it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: How about that?
0: Okay. I'm like, oh, Lord, Justin, you brought that. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to say. People that have been on the journey with me, they have heard me talk about this, are going to be all bug-eyed. Trust me. That is a big deal. And so this was last year you had this.
1: It, it was either last year, but you know what? It, it, maybe earlier this year, Nisha. It might have been like January, February of this year or late last year. I would say between November and February.
0: Yeah, so it's it's current and that's a, a big deal because it's not so current for me. And the way I, my psychic eye is, it, it, time is a weird thing. And so a lot of stuff I was viewing in 2006 is all the stuff we're in right now. So sometimes things take time. And I'm with you. Justin on we are the aliens we are in the image of, and that is, I think that people don't understand what that really means. And this is again, this, this emanation, this, this, uh, frequency that we are is and that's that found this form, these bio organic forms to operate through this ground that we are in now. And it's a bigger deal. And you really brought that to the table. I, I, Adore you. You are a brother in arms with me and I cannot wait for more conversations to move forward. And how do people find you in the world?
1: Oh, great question. So I have a website, uh, the hidden com. And uh my email address that people want to connect is support at the hidden com. I love to talk to people, answer emails, etc. And uh have a, a weekly podcast, the Hidden Gateway Podcast. You can find that on YouTube. My YouTube channel is the hidden gateway. It is also on all the major podcast streaming websites as well. Um I have a Twitter account as well as an Instagram account too. Um, would love for people to connect. Um uh, you know, this has been so much fun, Niche. I love speaking with you. You're so knowledgeable. You're so well-spoken. I learned so much from you today. And I just have a heart full of gratitude for who you are and what you do. And uh, I know you are going to continue to just stand in your truth and bring forth the knowledge. You're so brave, a heart full of courage. And uh, wow, bless mm. you. Bless this you. This little you, light
0: friend. of mine. But let's not forget, you are a published author right now.
1: I am a published author (laughs) now, In the Eye of the Father, Memoir of Faith and Redemption is available on Amazon. Uh, It was a a book I began writing in January of this year. Um, It was uh, therapeutic. It was uh, emotional. It was real. I literally poured my soul into it. I put everything in there that is to know about me and my life experiences. And uh, I'm so thankful that I was uh, led to, to write that book, and I hope it will be used as a template for others seeking truth and working through life's trials and tribulations. Shine. It's my gift to the world.
0: That's right. Shine on, my brother. And thank you, Justin Williams. Thank you, everyone that joined us here in the Cosmic Salon. And with that, remember, get lucid. The dreamer loves the dream. The dreamer feeds the dream. The dreamer awakens within the dream. And there he goes. So like I said in the preamble, this was significant. This was very significant. The whole sky. The same imagery I had in my download. And now there has been a third person that is not tied into any of this stuff I talk about organically this came to me through another person and the narrative deepens the idea deepens what is going on so with this I would like to thank the producers of this show Cass, Christy Tesmer Eric Peterson Jason Lamson J.H. Armstrong Louise B Marcy Shapiro Mark Vetcher, Melanie Poe, Michael Wachter, Michael Watts, Neil McNaughton, Noelle Jeanette, Santa Rebecca, Still Fiona, and my beautiful, fabulous Babs the Bone Knitter, my genealogist and sister, and as well the one that makes it all go round when we do live streams, the ever-gracious, the ever-beautiful, the ever-shining JJ of Rennes de Blanc Jewelry. Thank you so much, all the Patreons through Patreon that make this show happen, and all of you that listen and come to the table. We are dreaming this together And I encourage you to awaken the sleeper within, arise within the dream, and become lucid. Thank you for joining me here in the Cosmic Salon.